Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is week 12 in college football, and it is an awful-looking week in the SEC. Let's be frank. It is a week that shouldn't happen in the SEC. It is cupcake week. It is a soft game week. It is mini-bye week. Some of the matchups to get ready for rivalry games next week are uh, just not anything there. Uh, I guess there's a little bit of positives is that we have Unlike before, where we've had everybody play one of these type of games, we still have we have a Florida Vanderbilt game, we have a Georgia Kentucky game, we have a uh, South Carolina Tennessee game, and in, in uh, Ole Miss Arkansas. So you've got a little bit of um, something, uh, but some of those matchups in the conference are not that good uh, either. So uh, let's take a brief look at it. Look, we'll go into what to look for. In uh, a little bit about maybe some of the teams, but we're going to get into the Auburn conversation first and talk about the coaching situation in the latest there. Um, the situation that they're going through with regard to Lane Kiffin is the length of deal and how much guaranteed money uh, Lane Kiffin is looking, among other things, you know, certainly the NIL deal check, um, lots of money being put in the NIL fund uh, commitment to hire what you need staff wise more than he's got at Ole Miss check. The issue is how far does Auburn want to go in terms of guaranteed money? Lane wants a Jimbo Fisher type deal, length and number. That's what his agent, Jimmy Sexton is fighting for. And if he's going to leave Ole Miss, which, by the way, if you don't know, there is a state law in Mississippi that any state employee is limited to the length of the deal. Um, it's four-year limitations. But there are ways, there are workarounds for that, for them to keep them at Ole Miss. If that's the only issue, it's, it wouldn't be as big of a problem. He can get a lot of money. But the guaranteed length, guaranteed money um, type of control power that Jimbo has is, is what Jimbo Fisher, uh, excuse me, with Lane Kiffin's agent, Jimmy Sexton, is fighting for it. He's also Jimbo Fisher's agent. So you get an idea kind of where things are. Does Auburn, after paying basically $40 million in buyout to Gus Malzahn in an awful contract, um, they're still burnt from that. They're two years, only two years, well, year and a half of Brian Harson. So they got a lot of money they're paying out for him and all the staff. It's a lot of money. And do they want to pay that type of guaranteed money for Lane Kiffin? Don't know. We'll see. Can, can that be bridge? Don't know. Uh, but I do know this, that Lane Kiffin, we talked about it last year. We've talked about it on LandryFootball.com for a while, that he's looking to make a move from Ole Miss for the right opportunity. I don't think there's another right opportunity in college football this year. So far, um, he was interested in LSU and Florida and Miami and Oregon last year. None of those worked out. But he's looking to go, not that he's unhappy at Ole Miss, they've treated him well, but he's not happy with the NIL structure there. That is not to his liking. Uh, he feels like he can get at a bigger time job, more commitment for staff and support staff. And the money that he's going to make is not going to be the deciding factor. Although the guaranteed money 
which means guaranteed power is something that he's seeking. And does Auburn want to do that? Again, it's not a fait accompli on either side. Um, Hugh Freeze is in the mix. Not everybody's on board with Hugh Freeze. But I think there's maybe enough sentiment, and maybe they get him for a cheaper price. Look, if Jimmy Sexton can get more money out of Ole Miss for Lane Kiffin and get his other client, Hugh Freeze, um, in the mix, then he will have gotten a lot done for both of his guys. Um, Matt Rule does not appear interested in coaching this year and not interested in the Auburn job. I don't think that's as good a fit as some people might think. No, Cadillac Williams and Deion Sanders are not candidates, nor should they be, um, for a job of this ilk. Joe Witt, who's got a lot of experience and a lot of Auburn ties with the Dallas Cowboys, is somebody they would consider. Dave Clawson of Wake Forest is somebody that they've researched. I don't think that's where they're headed, but that's certainly um, somebody they've researched. Dan Landing of Oregon, timing's not right. Certainly, that's a factor. Jeff Grimes, a Baylor offensive coordinator, is somebody else that they've looked at. That's the latest and uh, don't have the answer for you. If I were to have to guess that it's going to be done the next weekend uh, as Ole Miss will end their regular season. Remember, they finished the regular season on Thanksgiving night. Against Miss uh, against Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl. So, and then the Iron Bowl is going to take place. And don't expect anything to leak out to after the Iron Bowl. I don't think they want the new coach conversation to interrupt the Iron Bowl. At least the momentum, the excitement, the um, celebratory nature of Cadillac coaching the Iron Bowl is the interim head coach. Um, they're going to do their best to kind of keep it under wraps. Uh, if they get a deal done before then, I don't think they'll announce it. I think that it probably is going to re- be wrapped up after the Iron Bowl uh, weekend, which is obviously next weekend. So we should know pretty quickly on where the Auburn situation is going. Let's get into quickly some of the matchups. Um Austin P. Alabama. Look, this is a couple of things. Um, Scotty Walden's a really good young coach, a former Middle Tennessee State quarterback, Mike Diallo. Uh, those are the guys to keep an eye on at Austin P. They were pretty good. They lost to Western Kentucky to start the season. For Alabama, it's just about getting some things schematically ready for the uh, Auburn game. I don't know how much Bryce Young will play, knowing Nick Saban will play into the third quarter. Um, we'll see how they – Austin Peay's a really good uh, FCS team. It's better than some of the teams they've played before, but we'll see where this plays out. Uh, East Tennessee State at Mississippi State, again, a, 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 not a bad team at all, but there's just enough of an offense at East Tennessee to provide a little bit of a push, but – we're going to see the second half of this game separate big time. They can't defend the pass, and I think that um, Mississippi State will have their uh, their way with them again, a lopsided matchup. UMass and AM, yeah, the Aggies finally get on track as UMass. Uh, it's been a rough return for Don Brown. If you don't know, remember Don Brown. Don Brown was former um, defense coordinator at 
Boston College and at Michigan. He's at UMass now. Uh, the running game's pretty decent. Look, this this can't be close. This can't be really good. If, if Texas A&M can't put up 40 points in this game, it'll be kind of embarrassing. I mean, just to, to you know, win a game like this 28 to 10 is not going to be all that impressive. But uh, it's been such a bad season. They're focused on what they're going to do this offseason. They're 32-and-a-half-point spread. You wonder, can they score 35 points? Um, that's going to be the challenge. I think they can. I think they will in this game. We'll see. Florida at Vanderbilt, certainly uh, in um, in Nashville, brings on a little bit of a different dynamic. The pressure of Vanderbilt of winning a game in the league for the first time in three years, done with the win over Kentucky. Um, there, there's not much to play for in the East. There's no doubt that it has been all Georgia and Tennessee, and it's just nothing else there. But Florida's actually played pretty well. This is not a Kentucky-type situation. I think Vanderbilt, uh, who's playing better, a lot of credit. I think the Florida handles them handles them decisively. Georgia-Kentucky, a game that at, at one point, look, if you're talking about Kentucky, if they had not dropped the game to Vanderbilt and South Carolina, you're dealing with an 8-2 and two Kentucky team. And you're selling this game as something that's interesting to watch. This Kentucky team, not a whole lot uh, left there. This Kentucky team, while 4-0, was a little bit fool's gold. Then they got banged up, particularly at quarterback. The turnovers, they are un-Kentucky-like, not as strong at the line of scrimmage. It's been a real problem. Georgia's wrapped up the East, but they're obviously playing for uh, a bigger prize and they'll handle this game, and they'll handle it decisively. Just uh, not um, a, a potentially good matchup inside the league is not going to be a good matchup. We may have one of these other weak games that are more competitive. I will say that Western Kentucky at Auburn, the Western Kentucky passing game could make this interesting. And there's a lot of excitement about the win last week for Auburn against AM. But they didn't move the football well. And I wonder uh, if Western Kentucky gets some points. This could be uh, a more difficult challenge here. How many points can they store than they score in this game? Indiana had to hang on for dear life to beat Western Kentucky. Um, Auburn can't turn it over. They've turned it over. They've not been all that impressive in terms of how they've played. The energy in which they played, yes. But they've not played clean football. They don't play clean football. This game could get a lot closer and a lot dicier than people might be thinking. Tennessee at South Carolina, another matchup, you think. SEC East team against SEC East team. Uh, South Carolina is not very good. They're 6-4 and four and not a good 6-4. and four. They really are not. This is a game in which they Tennessee will blow them out. Um, there's not enough firepower offensively, not a, not enough consistency with Spencer Rattler at quarterback. The running game is going to have to work big time for South Carolina. The defense is going to have to come up with some big plays here and limit it. Um, look, I just don't think they can get enough done to make this game competitive. Look for Tennessee to roll again like they did last week. I tell you, an interesting game is Ole Miss and Arkansas. Just in this regard, Ole Miss is headed towards potentially a 10-win season in back-to-back -back years. Arkansas desperate at home to get bowl eligible. Um, 
look, I think it's more likely to come for them against Missouri to get to a bowl game. That's big. Their disappointment in Arkansas. Yeah, you go ahead and win nine or ten games at a place like that. They think, well, let's do it again. And that's this is now going to be a regular thing. It's not. This is more like what this is probably a lower end of what Arkansas is. But this is kind of what happens when you're a developmental team. You've got injuries. Uh, K.J. Jefferson is expected back. We'll see how healthy, how effective he could be. Um, they could make this game interesting with their run game against Ole Miss's defense, uh, but I just don't trust their offense as much as I trust Ole Miss in this game. Missouri gets to New Mexico State. They'll be able to uh, get to uh, a fifth win here. We'll see uh, if they have a chance. They've got, again, that game against Arkansas is likely going to be for who can get bowl eligible. Disappointing year for Missouri, but they get one done here. UAB at LSU. LSU, UAB has enough parts to run the football successfully. They've got Dwayne McBride, who's really outstanding runner. It's a deliberate attack that's really good on third downs because they stay ahead of the chains. For LSU, it's just about getting back on track, uh, getting things in rhythm, particularly on offense. Um, this is going to be a little bit more of a bit bigger challenge than some of the other teams that are coming in. But LSU, it's LSU in a big way here, ultimately kind of stretching it out as uh, they get ready to finish it off. They've got AM next week. Uh, obviously, remember that the AM game is still very important because even though they've wrapped up the West, the chances of making the national playoffs are still in place if they're able to win this game as well as beat AM, and then they, of course, have to beat Georgia to be conference champions and to claim a potential spot in the playoffs. So the game next week is going to be big. The game against UAB, therefore, is big as well. Just got to take care of business. Style points I don't think are needed here, but I think a good performance to certainly help with confidence, help with momentum going into AM. Uh, and the conference championship game uh, definitely are big factors. So uh, we'll uh, see how that plays out. Hey, a reminder, you can get more detailed film room breakdowns uh, on uh, LandryFootball.com uh, on all these matchups in college, all these matchups uh, in the NFL by conference by conference. Also remind you to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network as we bring you all of our football shows. You will absolutely love it. So check it out over there. Uh, see you next time. We'll break down the uh, fact next week. We're going to have kind of an abbreviated week and it'll get you ready earlier in the week for the big um, Thanksgiving uh, weekend and um, uh, rivalry games of uh, uh, matchups next week. So make sure that you check it out. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next time, everyone.